Alicia and this is Unlearned. Uh, we just want to start off by saying uh, we famous. That's what we want to start off by saying. Uh, dang, Misha, no chill. Anyway, <laughs> we just like want to start off by saying that we had a great time doing the indie podcast panel at C2E2 mm-hmm. this past Friday. Um, and we just want to thank C2E2, Cards Against Humanity, Alex Cox of Post Loudness, Max Timken of Cards Against Humanity, and Trin Garitano of Friendshipping. Uh, it was awesome to share the panel with you guys. We are still kind of like in awe that we were even cool enough or interesting enough to be on a panel with other cool dope people and we are yeah i honestly don't think we're cool enough to be (laughs) on a panel with them i was sitting there like taking notes as they were talking because i was like oh these people are so much cooler than me yeah i was like oh man i'm so wise Um, and thanks to everyone. We had a what, around 180 people uh, in the room. So thanks for everyone who showed up and engaged and um, who are, we want to continue encouraging you to get a, get your show out there and build your audience. Like y'all sound like you have some pretty cool dope podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. CTC was like mad fun though. It was. And we have speaker badges. I was badges. slightly scared. <laughs> I was slightly scared because I'm not I'm not good around uniformed people like people in costumes and they look so realistic. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the it, costumes were really like I was dope in a movie. there. I was like, yo, if I got dropped off in the middle of Star Wars, I would literally panic because lizard woman just walked at me and I almost fainted. How do people deal with it emotionally? You have to remember it's fake. That's how you. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It's just play. Just pretend. Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for having you it was just like absolutely amazing incredible like right after the panel misha and i our energy was on 10 we were just like we stayed lit we were just like yes we're, i have oh a speaker God. badge i'm gonna get a frame i'm not I sentimental <laughs> but i'm gonna get that framed yes for sure that's like something to keep yeah. like this is like one of the biggest expos and we're all i feel like i'm moving like, up like it's speaker badge yeah. Grammy next. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, there's no in between. There's no in between. <laughs> Just have your frame speaker back next to your Grammy. Oh, we're at the Grammys. We're like, yeah, yeah, last week I was doing this. Now I'm winning an award. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, so, we're going to start off with this week in science. It's Earth Day. Well, or past. Yeah. We just had Earth Day and. Everyone who believes in science took to the streets to be like, hey, by the way, let's take care of the world. Science is real. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump, you're going to kill us all. Right. Save the bees. One way or another. I know that global warming's not moving fast enough for you, Donald Trump, which is why you're trying to start a war with North Korea. Right. I I know it's just your plan to get us killed, whatever. I'm not like, I know that you're, this is your only term because we're not going to make it to another election cycle. <laughs> Look, so he, I think in his head, he's like, if we bomb North Korea, it will heat the earth. <laughs> and that is justification. <laughs> oh, I, there's a measurable difference. <laughs> there's a measurable difference already, Donald right, Trump. Right. Shutting down the EPA does not make the problem go away. Um, we and, need Bill Nye to be president. Right? Yes. Oh, no. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Yes. That's way to say better. <laughs> I was going on a downward spiral when you saved me. 
Hashtag black joy. Hashtag yeah. black minds. <laughs> Hashtag thanks cat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw all the time that they were mad clever. I don't know why I find science puns to be so funny. I am not that cool. I'm not that good in STEM. So like, I think science is, I don't know. I found all the science puns like mad hilarious. I don't know how I understood it how I remembered anything from like sixth grade science, but they're I remembered nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like studied religion. I, <laughs> I actually learned a lot in my plant biology class in college. A lot. Do you put that to use? I do. That's why my plants rarely die, except I've had a terrible streak of dead plants recently. That directly contradicts what you just said. I know. Like science, that tells me that you probably ain't good with plants. Because no. I, because I have a hypothesis, oh, and you just tested it for oh, me. Oh God! Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> keep that uh, segment really short. I guess. Happy Earth Day! Yeah, in the past. Happy, Happy four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> keep April green. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep Mother Earth green. I'm with her. Uh, Mother Earth. Whoa. I mean. Yeah, yeah. That was dope. I'm with her <laughs> Earth. <laughs> we, um, and like definitely call your congressman. Like we definitely need to keep the EPA open. And we, I was like literally watching a video of waterfalls in Antarctica, which has never happened in the history of this world. Waterfalls. It's just Antarctica. the next chapter. It's just the next chapter. The Okay, I'm, well, I'm like, will okay. will Trump care once Mar a Lago's underwater though? Oh, okay, right, like, uh, Florida is gonna be the first to go. Then, like, all of the coast. I'm, I'm, Trump I'm by a lake. I'm straight like, blame it on Mexico. I feel <laughs> so I, if somehow we built this wall sooner, all of this water wouldn't have come over like, the coast of Maine. <laughs> now I can't golf. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Yeah, people be there. Science is real. Be there for truth. Be there for facts. Be there for real news. And, you know, like openly call out these idiotic policies that are going into place and just this kind of increased devastation of the earth. Like we don't have another planet to live on. I don't care like what you saw on the Martian. We can't move to Mars, y'all. I'm not trying to move to Mars. That would be dope. He can be the president White of Mars. White supremacy will find its way there. Right. <laughs> so I'm not trying to move to Mars. Yeah. We can't even figure this one out. I can. I kind of want to stay on Earth. Kind of like have a whole life here. That would like to continue. I know. For <laughs> we can't I'm have attached. Mars Day. We can't be like, happy Mars Day. <laughs> so uh, remember, be good to your mother. Mother, planet Earth. Mother Earth, Mother Nature, Mother Nature. That's the phrase. Also, remember values over convenience. Misha. I, that was just directly at Misha. She rolled in with a plastic Starbucks cup. So. You did not have to call me out. People can't I, see this cat. I just want to say values over convenience. Our next episode, we're going to recap. We're going to recap Slayer Nay. And I'm just, I'm getting my receipts in order. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, you know what? You don't know my life. You don't know what I'm going through. Okay. I might have everything else in order, but this plastic cup is one plastic cup. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out in May. Won't we? Fair. <laughs> it's going to be May. Oh, my 
God. All right, on to our main topic. Misha, intro it. Sensitive. Are you sensitive, cat listeners? That's what we're talking about today. There's this whole idea that millennials are the sensitive generation, that we just get up in arms whenever anybody says anything. Somebody says, that's gay. I'm mad. Right. <laughs> Somebody says, that's retarded. Hold up. <laughs> Somebody says anything, and people say you're being a little too sensitive. So a that's little. what we're going to talk about today. Are we being too sensitive? Yeah. yeah. So, just like a little background, kind of the way that this has started is that uh, we were talking. So, like Misha, our good friend Matt has texted us and saying that, like, he just got into like an argument with the white supremacist. His days were in like he i i'm like assuming he was lit i've never seen like matt argue but i'm assuming matt was lit i feel it i feel it in my spirit he probably would yeah <laughs> and he was like man this like ruined my day and i feel like had so many instances where i've had to confront somebody at a party for saying really fucked up shit and like comfort people crying like the people who are hurt by the things that that person said and, like comfort them and like this has happened to me recently at a party like that happened to me at a bar Misha was at a party yesterday too and she was just like uh, the fuck right I feel like there's this whole argument between you know where does the line between being politically correct quote what does it mean to be politically correct and are you po just policing people's language when you ask them not to talk or say particular things in public so like matt i was at a party where i was very uncomfortable and these people were basically talking about uh, others who are gender fluid and i found it to be really offensive what they were saying mm -hmm. you know they were like I mean, like, what are they? What do you even call them? This woman was like, you know, yeah, I used to be a waitress. And sometimes people walked in. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what to say. And then the other guy was just like, do you remember that SNL skit? Like, what is, what's that? It's Pat. And everybody busted out laughing. And I wanted to go off so bad. But I don't know any of these people. And I wasn't trying to ruin this dude's mm -hmm. birthday party. Mm -hmm. I don't know him. Yes. So it made me think, I was like, yo, am I being too sensitive? Because this whole idea of like millennials being too sensitive, or do I just have a real big issue with how they're talking about gender fluid people, right. but I feel like this is not the space to call people out. I'm having mm -hmm. a hard time with this. And that's like kind of the tough part. If it's just like you, me, and our friends, like all of us are well aware about like identity, the consequences of our words, like words mean things. It's, it's like you can hurt people, you know? Um, and so when we enter these spaces with people we don't know and they don't have like the same level of awareness that you have or that you're used to your friends having, it just makes this like really uncomfortable space because you're it, it it like almost for me it personally hurts not to say anything mm -hmm. but then once i do people are almost always defensive like mm -hmm. always defensive so being like you know what i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that you're right mm -hmm. like i understand where you're coming from or even just being like i'm sorry i didn't mean it then like anything but people always they're just like i have the freedom of speech i can say whatever i want you're not gonna <laughs> stop me and I'm just like, don't be 
if you're gonna be wrong, just be quiet and wrong. Like, don't be loud and wrong. Like, no one wants to like hear you. Well, and for me, it's not even a matter of being wrong. It's just a matter of like, how do you discuss things in a way that expresses your opinion but doesn't literally hurt the presence or downgrade the presence of another human being? Mm-hmm. Like, you can talk about gender issues. You can talk about immigration policy. You can talk about climate change and policies without necessarily belittling another human being. Exactly. And what I find is that people don't know how to navigate those spaces mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it turns into, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, a, this conversation about gender has been coming up and I really don't understand what it means to be gender fluid. Let's have a conversation about that. It's always like, what are these things? You know? Right. And that's like, uh, human like, beings. Right. First, first of, all. of all, they're human. <laughs> they are human because i don't know them (laughs) and why is it that just because you're uncomfortable or don't know something about someone else that it's basically stand-up material for your comedy set right you know it's not a it's not a place of understanding it's a place of making fun of people and maybe that makes me sensitive but guess what i would rather be much sensitive much more sensitive and allow people to operate in a comfortable way mm-hmm. they didn't know who in that room could have been identified as gender fluid right man they had me turn up in my head because i wasn't <laughs> trying to, i wasn't trying to come at them do you know what i mean right right that's like that's just so hard because like i you know like i'm out i'm at a party i want to have fun i'm at a bar i want to have fun and i don't want like i don't want to police your language but i can't allow my like i'm cringing because you're like so problematic and i rather like you know that this is how people feel like this is like it's not necessarily necessary for you to harm someone else's identity because you don't necessarily understand it mm-hmm. and i and like you know if you're if i'm at a party or a bar i probably had like something to drink so i may become i may become off a little tulip and maybe that's why people are all defensive <laughs> and not responsive but i'm i surprisingly am pretty intellectual with my answers well the issues i have is that no matter how smart you sound the other person's always almost gonna be offended yeah yeah because you're calling them out on something they don't find offensive right right it's just it almost feels like they're speaking from a place of absolute truth mm-hmm. where like they're like this is the truth being gender fluid is stupid and i don't understand it you know like mm-hmm. it's not natural and i'm like whoa you're speaking from a place where you are so certain that no matter how i enter this conversation there's probably gonna be conflict right i don't know how to deal with this and but the thing is it's not just in these situations where i'm in a party and i don't know people this is with like family members mm-hmm. who are much more conservative if mm-hmm. it was a friend i would have been like hold up we gotta have a conversation because how are you just being all rude to humanity mm-hmm. you know so i i what i'm trying to figure out is how to navigate these spaces you get a little turn how do you how do you suggest somebody like me cat who isn't don't got turnt blood in them <laughs> you know what i mean who ain't lit <laughs> navigate these spaces because we're very different when it comes to this you're like you know you've been around in a lot of parties where people are white people are just using the n-word yeah that's like my biggest you call them out yeah if i saw a white person using the n-word i i would probably be like what confused (laughs) right 
What are your tips? I feel like, okay, I don't have tips because it almost always goes poorly. <laughs> when it comes to me, be honest. Like, legit, like there, there has been, I've gotten like almost every single gamut of responses except an apology. So like the way that I've been choosing to handle it more recently is that like if I'm in a bar, I can say like, yo, this person is like really making me uncomfortable. Can you please escort them out? And I get like, I get people kicked out of bars now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. You went there. You um, said, get out of here. Well, it's either that or, or fight. And I'm right. 28. I can't just go around fighting people. Like, <laughs> I just can't do that. I mean, I mean, other things I've done is just like literally just go in on them and just hurt them, their feelings, like get as personal as possible because I'm pretty good at like reading people and I can mm-hmm. like gather a good sense of like from their body language, from the way that they talk, like the like what's going to cut deep. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend doing that to people. It's like, yes, do I get satisfaction from seeing people cry? Sure. But that's not the appropriate way to handle. I don't have good advice. I am still navigating this world in which I have like an effective technique that either like results in some level of understanding or an apology. Basically, it's like you made me mad. You're going to suffer some level of consequences. Like I'm going to first come real chill. Be like, hey, this is why I found it offensive. Like I would appreciate if you apologize or at least acknowledge like what you said is disrespectful. Mm. And they were like, no. Then I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Heads to the bouncer. Hey. Kick this motherfucker out. So my question is to this whole, the question is, is it worth it? So in this, in this party I just went to, if I, if I came up to this person and I said something, what I'm thinking about is like, what good is that doing? Mm-hmm. Is it just so that I feel like I told them that I disagreed with what they were saying? Am I hoping that they will change their behavior? Like, what is the goal? Because if it's somebody that I know and that I'm going to be in relationship for a really long time, it feels worth it to call it out because it's mm-hmm. going to be like, you know, this is going to directly affect our relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like, I will somehow allow you to see that like maybe it's not okay to be homophobic in that way. But in these one touch moments for me, I think I always think, is it worth my energy to call this person out when I can't necessarily weigh the outcome? Mm. And I don't know because it feels good to me, but then I'm like, I don't know what I'm actually doing in the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, like, kind of ultimately, if I could, like, ruin someone's night, I'm pretty satisfied. <laughs> and I don't feel like that's, like, a, maybe a particularly healthy way to, like, go about ah, it. But I'm dying. I just feel like, yo, you made me mad. I would make you twice as mad. Mm. Ugh, that's petty. You're trying to ruin nights. That's petty. Well, you're trying to ruin Fridays. They right. look forward to that Friday all week. So right. the M word <laughs> and cast like you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Try again you're next done. Friday. <laughs> and yeah i find new vernacular bro <sighs> that's i think that's what's hard for me is in the moment you know yesterday when i was in the party i was there and i was like okay if i say something this potentially has a negative impact on my partner's relationship with this person mm-hmm. whose birthday party we're at because his partner got turned 
with people she ain't never gonna see again <laughs> i wanted to say something because i was like i feel like a terrible person for not saying something and so I was just weighing like what is the actual cost of me doing this plus not doing this which means I'm way too philosophical <laughs> and I'm like why am I even weighing costs like this doesn't <laughs> make any sense I you know and I, I felt like a terrible person because I'm like should I not just be reacting should I not just be saying you know I think that's terrible what you're talking about right, right. there or it, you know, I, I don't mean, know. Could you even possibly say like, "Hey, like the direction of this conversation makes me really uncomfortable. Could you like take it elsewhere?" I don't, or I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a different way to approach this. I don't know. Without like, for me, since I'm very direct, I'm very confrontational. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I have to respond, and like almost all the time, it's about people. It's around people who I will never see again, mm-hmm. and will never encounter again. Well, that's my question is then it doesn't feel worth it to me. But like I have friends of all identities. Mm -hmm. I'm not like if I don't speak up for them. Right. When I know that like I have more knowledge. I know the like I know like queer people. I know people of different ethnicities, people Mm -hmm. of like a variety of statuses. If like am I really being true to my Mm -hmm. word and like because I'm very much a protector. Mm -hmm. And so like, I will be there for a friend. Um, But it's like, if I can't feel like I'm true to myself, I'm true to my identity. If Mm -hmm. I don't speak up because I'm tired of, Mm -hmm. I was like, one of the reasons we started this show is because I was tired of being quiet, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm not going to be like, you know, that good black girl who like sits, sits in and be in like, sits in the corner and real play. Right. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, be the quote-unquote angry black woman Mm -hmm. i don't care well see i think the difference for me is that if there was somebody there who i could tell was physically uncomfortable and in my mind i was like oh i wonder if they're gender fluid and this is why they're making them uncomfortable i think i would have not questioned i would have jumped in and said something Mm -hmm. but i think that that lack of there is some there's somebody here who feels victimized by the conversation prevented me from saying something because then there's there wasn't you know and i understand that you know this is an issue that maybe does not necessarily manifest itself in an outward presence where you can't just Mm -hmm. look around and be like oh this person is gender fluid you know um but i think that's what's hard for me is that for me i'm much more of a i feel like i'm a protector too but you know like oh my friend is gay and you just said something about gay people jump into protector mode whereas Mm -hmm. if that friend wasn't there i think for me it's like what that's when the cost comes in what is the cost of me saying something because for me i do think it's problematic but i don't necessarily think i'm going against some kind of moral or ethical principle that i hold by not necessarily saying something because i also i also understand that particular communities here are very tight and sensitive and that i don't want my partner to be kicked out of it mm. so I, it's so hard it's mm-hmm. just like all these issues i think it's so hard so i kind of want to go back to the overall concept are millennials too sensitive mm-hmm. i think personally like we are the first generation who grew up with the internet you know and like we've had 
an endless exposure to knowledge. We've had like a massive increase in globalization. Like we are the gen, like we are this generation of knowledge Mm -hmm. and we kind of don't really have excuses to be ignorant. And we've been Mm -hmm. very progressive in society, like legalizing same sex marriage and, um, like starting movies against police brutality and really like utilizing a variety of tools to really get our message out. And I think that I wouldn't necessarily say that millennials are too sensitive. I think mm-hmm. that we don't have an excuse for ignorance. I completely agree. You know, I think that my parents or my grandparents can play that ignorant role if they mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. And they can say, oh, I can make fun of this particular group for being terrorist or for being trans because you don't know anybody from that particular group or you don't feel that you know somebody from that particular group. Mm -hmm. But I feel that one of the byproducts of globalization, maybe physically or even on the internet where you're getting to know you're having relationships, you're hearing stories from people who are different from you is that you have a very visible, real connection to what that means when those people are oppressed. Mm -hmm. And it is not as easy to go to work and see them being discriminated against. Right. You know, whereas like, I don't know if that's the same for my grandpa. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you might see it as sensitive because you don't you don't know these people. Yeah. Or you believe you don't know these people. So you don't have the same reaction. So did we answer the question? Are millennials too sensitive? Probs not. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Like I I hundred percent don't agree with millennials like the phrase that millennials are too sensitive just because we don't want to see people oppressed like <laughs> are you guys just like is all of the other generations just assholes like you know i don't want to say that because like my family's in that generation but you know the, still might not change it <laughs> that's, that's tweet us let us know yeah yeah but yeah we would love to hear y'all are opinion. millennials too sensitive it's a hard question. Was it mean to be sensitive? I don't know. <laughs> and then, and that also makes me interested on how we're going to criticize or critique the next generation that's right. already extremely more liberal than millennials. Good. Yeah. No, I'm like excited. Excited for it. Uh, they also got everything online. Yeah. Birth. Yeah. So. Like the next generation who's had internet their entire lives. Like we mm-hmm. we got internet maybe. When we were like eight, nine, ten years old, I was in high school. You were oh no 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 maybe middle school, late middle school. Okay, well I guess we, I guess you were in South Carolina. (laughs) We got the technology later. No shame. (laughs) But like those were like around like I was ten when we got our first home computer, and I had you know, a thousand hours on AOL. And so I used all the as many hours as I could. Uh, and, and even though like dial up was terrible and then d- eventually DSL came, I just like internet has never not been a part of my life. I don't, I feel almost helpless. Like I feel like I need to learn survival skills because like all, I rely on Google far too much. Yo, to if survive. I lo- leave my house without my phone, I'm like, what if I die? Right. <laughs> what if I get hit by a car and can't call for help? It's just crazy. I'm so attached right, to my phone and right, the internet. Right. And it's just like, it's kind of, it's crazy. But I honestly do believe like more visibility of like oppressed people and this endless access um, to the internet has, I, has really kind of changed like how the world, how the world is and how liberal people are. And I just mm-hmm. really think that like, 
are the next is we're gonna you know if we actually make it several more generations mm-hmm. uh, without drowning from the rising oceans then i better know how to good. swim we got, I'm, I am signing up for swim classes. I do know how to swim, but I need to be like a fight the ocean strong swimmer. I told you so if Trump won, I was going to start training for the Hunger Games. I've been getting my steps in. I've <laughs> been getting them in. You will need to walk miles because yep. there won't be I'm any ready. Field. This is. I'm going to take a wilderness <laughs> survival class. How are, so how are you going to survive, though, if you're a pacifist? Like you might have to kill somebody. Hey, I didn't say, look, when you at war, your philosophies have to just pause. I don't know what's going to happen if I go to war and just trying to survive in the wilderness. I'm probably not going to be vegetarian, you know? Yeah. I'm going to lose it all. Probably steal cars. I'll do everything. I mean, I'm not trying to admit future crimes here, but. Well, there are no more roles. We're in the It'd be like the purge. Oh, no, I don't like the, oh, I don't like the purge. That movie freaks me out uh anyway (laughs) thanks so much for uh listening to our main topic and we're gonna flow right into the last installment of black women's history month you guys excited i know you are you're we love this time of month this (laughs) this time of year this time of year (laughs) it's it's the most wonderful i feel a little sensitive right now you gotta chill cat I want to cry mm-hmm. because we're focusing on Angela Rye. I was trying yes. to make you. That was a forced rhyme. That was a very forced rhyme. Get a cry right. Get that. Mm-hmm. No, I got it. And it was. Uh, this beautiful black woman <laughs> has been taking over the Internet, taking over the news because why she ain't sensitive. <laughs> She's going for people. She's lit. She'd be on CNN going after people saying, I ain't talking to biggest. Anyway, let me <laughs> yes. tell you who this woman is. Yes. She's an attorney. Mm-hmm. She's a black woman. <laughs> I had to say that again. <laughs> and most recently, she's been she's known as being one of the people on CNN who was a what's it called when you on when you want to show? Um, consultant? A no. Correspondent. Correspondent. There we go. So since the election, she's been on CNN a ton talking about the election, the Trump administration, the transition, and she does not hold her tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like she has had a, she's really interesting in the fact that she has worked heavily in politics and is now um, commenting outside of that realm. So as Misha said, um, Rye is a lawyer. Upon moving to D.C., she co-founded Impact, which is an organization um, that encourages young professionals to focus in economic empowerment, civil engagement, and political involvement. Um, She's just really been a powerful voice around D.C. and um, has formed critical partnerships with the National Bar Association, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, the National Urban League, and Rainbow Push. Um, She has even worked with one of our faves, Maxine Waters, (laughs) which is like, you know, I I guess like this this, uh, year we've really focused on very outspoken um black women in politics as we should in the current climate well yeah that's very true um which maybe like that's where she got her strong face game like a like a face game to rival michelle obama like the side eye 
sick. And we know she's queen. Sick. Queen Michelle. Michelle is... Angela is giving her a run for money with the with the facial expressions. We definitely encourage you Google her, um, look into <laughs> look at some of her clips on CNN, where she she like gets lit in the best way, the best possible way. If you were a politician, you would probably be like her. If I was, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Thank you for the compliment. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then just like a few other things she did, she has served as a senior advisor and counsel on the House Committee of Homeland Security. Um, and she was also the executive director of the Congressional Black Caucus for the 112th Congress. So she's busy. Slow down. What? She, she must use a day planner. Right. <laughs> girl is busy. <laughs> and uh, not only is she a commentator on CNN, she is also a commentator on NPR. Stop. Yeah. I did not know that. She's like, uh, she's goals, right? <laughs> she is our life goals, basically. And how she looks like she just slays every time she walks on. Like, mm. did you have four hours to get ready today? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I'm over here with a bun on the front of my head <laughs> and I had all day to get ready. <laughs> Man. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're so adorable. Um, but yeah, and that concludes Black Women's History Month. No, oh. Oh, it's over. Oh. But we black all year. Yeah, we stay. So. We black 365. So maybe we'll just surprise you with a random Black Women's History. Something. Something, yeah. Something. We don't know yet. We don't. We're making Black Women's History. <laughs> You're welcome, Kat. I know you love that. Oh, God. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, Misha, will you read the credits? For sure. Oh, I was just kidding. I mean, you can't. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I, was just I was just gonna step up. <laughs> well, you can like us on Facebook at Unlearn. You can follow us on Twitter at Unlearn underscore Shy. Write to us at UnlearnPodcast at gmail dot com. Check out, check out our website at UnlearnPodcast Thanks to James T. Green for our music and graphics. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe and rate our show and check out all the other super dope, awesome post loudness shows. Um, and if you want to tweet at me personally, tweet at me. I don't have your Twitter handle. At Misha Arant. Okay, so Do it. I'm going to be famous. And you can tweet at me personally at cat underscore unlearned. So profesh. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for tweeting in today and have a dope day. Bye. Bye. Bye all my sensitive millennials. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>